Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. If you've never heard of Dixmore, it's a small suburb south of Chicago with a majority Black and Latinx population. Dixmore has been struggling to consistently provide clean, safe water to its residents, and the issue has been snowballing over the last year in the city with more water main breaks at greater frequencies. Residents and city leaders say it can no longer be ignored. WBEZ's Adora Namigade has a story on why improvements may be hard to come by. Dixmore resident Al Mesmer is fed up with the water supply there. You, if you take a shower, it burns your eyes because they put so much chlorine in it. It's not safe. It burns your eyes. Just take a shower. It's that bad. He's lived in Modern Estates Trailer Park for 14 years. And I say, if you do, you got diarrhea, you get sore throat problems, and your skin falls off. I've dealt with that for a long, long time now. When he's not dealing with poor water quality, sometimes the water is just shut off. Mesmer and his neighbors were under a water state of emergency and boil order earlier this year because of water main breaks. They've become a pretty common occurrence. A big water main break last October meant no running water throughout the majority black low-income village for two weeks. Then there was one in July that left Mesmer and his residents at the trailer park without water for several days. And just this August, three elementary schools missed the first day back over a water main break. Village President Fitzgerald Roberts says this keeps happening because the infrastructure in Dixmore is so old. Pipes are corroded. Uh, when you get a certain amount of pressure in the lines, uh, it finds the weakest point and they pop. But the aging infrastructure is only one issue contributing to the Dixmore water problems. Roberts says Dixmore simply does not have the financial resources to fix the problem on its own. Part of that is because of disinvestment. Dixmore lies in Illinois State Representative Will Davis's jurisdiction. Davis says companies are not exactly flocking to Dixmore. The departure of the town's former main employer, steel mill Wyman Gordon, was a huge hit to the tax base. They are doing everything they can. Uh, many of them are new, and they inherited huge problems that they're trying to figure out how to address. Although the tax base has shrunk, Village President Roberts says the village has allocated money toward the issue, but he does not have an exact dollar figure, and it's hard to check up on. Dixmore has not filed paperwork with the state comptroller detailing their finances in years, and Roberts doesn't know what money is available right now. Really, I would have to speak with my uh, treasurer on that particular issue uh, to see what we can do. All we can do is, right now we're going into debt with these pipes. It's not clear how much debt WBEZ tried to reach the village economic development head, John Thompson, for two months, but he did not respond to our emails or phone calls. And as for the missing paperwork, Roberts says his administration is back completing audits that the administration before his failed to file. Those audits must be filed in order. And so far, his administration has caught up to 2017. In the meantime, Representative Davis says he regularly reaches out to state agencies like the Natural Resources Department and the EPA to try to get funding for Dixmore and surrounding suburbs that experience similar problems. And Davis says there needs to be a long-term plan to address the issue. If, we, if there's no long-term plan to try to address needs over a period of time, when it blows up, the large sums of money sometimes that they need aren't always available. It's all a bit chaotic. 
Dixmore cannot afford to replace its aging infrastructure, but its lack of financial records means city leaders don't know how much money they have to fix the issue, if any. And without a major employer in the predominantly impoverished community, there's no tax base to pull from. Some band-aids are available. Earlier this spring, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers announced it will spend $2 million constructing 3,600 feet of waterline that will run under Interstate 57, including in Dixmore. That project starts in spring next year. For Al Mesmer at Modern Estates, fixes don't usually bring long-term change. However, the water plumbing system has been terrible for the last seven years. And most people come here replace the water main more than five times in the last seven years. And then every time they fix it, it breaks. But until the water runs clear and clean, hope is hard to come by for people like Mesmer. Wow, every time they fix it, it breaks. That was Adora Namagade, and she's here to tell us more about what she found while reporting in Dixmore. Adora, hi. Hey, Erin. Welcome. Thank you. So we're both from Michigan, where the infamous and very tragic Flint water crisis happened. And not only were there health implications, but there were very real issues that people had to deal with as far as their water bills. What does that look like in Dixmore? Are folks expected to pay their bills at the full amount despite all of this? In terms of how it plays out in Dixmore, I've talked to a lot of residents who complain about detrimental impacts on the water. For example, saying that the water is yellow, saying that it feels chemically overprocessed. It stings their eyes. It stings their skin. Um, people like Al Mesmer, whom you heard from in my feature. And then also some people have told me that their water bills have been slowly increasing. I haven't been able to get a steady amount of how much they've been increasing, but people have been saying I'm paying more for my water and it's lower in quality. So how else is this affecting people's pockets? Like. They're having to buy bottled water. They're having to boil water. It's really both. Some people are boiling water now just as a standard practice, even when they're not under boil order by the village. For example, I spoke to a woman who didn't want to name herself to WBEZ because she complains a lot to her property management. Um, But she gets rides out of town and brings back water to Dixmore to be able to use. I'm not able to drive, so I... I save jugs from vinegar or whatever I can get my hands on, and I have to find someone to give me a ride to a friend's house to fill jugs with water so I can have coffee, feed, give my pets clean, fresh water. I also am buying probably about $20 worth of bottled water a month. So not only is she spending more money on being able to access water and having to go out of town to get some, she's also said that her water bill has been increasing. So I'm paying about $90 for water and sewer here, which to a lot of people with homes, it's no big deal, but it is here. So she told me that her water bill went from $35 to $45 and then up to $90 in less than a span of a year. Okay, wow. So is the city or state subsidizing any of these added costs? Unfortunately, no. The village is not able to subsidize the cost of water because they have a shrinking tax base, so there's really no money to even pull from. And the village tries to secure grant funding through the state and through the county, and it's done so successfully on some occasions, but that's where they get supplemental help. Okay, so people are boiling water, they're using bottled water, they're reducing their water usage altogether in Dixmore. What are other alternatives that people are exploring? It pretty much depends on how bad a particular water main break is. A lot of people that I've met there over the course of this past year and reporting on the issues there, they just kind of deal with it. Um, They're just like, this is part of life here and I have to deal with it and I don't have money to deal with it otherwise. 
in October, some people were going to a campsite in a nearby village to go take showers there. Hmm. That's serious when you got to, like, <laughs> be outside at a campsite. It's problematic. I know. It was really shocking, honestly, to learn about and really sad because, like I said, a lot of people just don't have the resources to do things any other way. Wow. Um, I almost don't want to hear the answer to this, but is is Dixmore the only area in the south suburbs experiencing these issues with water? It's not a good answer. A lot of the predominantly black and Latino suburbs down there are experiencing similar issues to Dixmore in terms of water control. When I was down there back in October, I met Cook County Board Commissioner Deborah Sims, and she was telling me just how widespread the issue is. She serves the 5th District, and that's where Dixmore is. Not only in Dixmore, but we have a problem in, in Ford Heights. We got a problem in Robbins. We have a lot of problems with the water situation throughout the south suburbs. The pipes underground are, are corroded. You know, people are spending more money to get water, and the water is seeping into the ground. Wow, so that's a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> um, Coming back to your story, it ends with folks talking about long-term planning to address the issue. What's next in that process? So the next step is Dixmore got a grant from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. They're going to come in and install water line in the village, and hopefully that helps lead to some long-term fixes. Otherwise, we at WBEZ are just trying to get more information on the financial state of Dixmore to see really what can be done. Okay, we'll be looking out for what happens in the next coming months. Adora Namigade is the Metro reporter with WBEZ Chicago. Adora, thank you so much for your work on this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And that's it today for The Rundown. Talk to you again tomorrow morning.